DCM Works, another episode where I yell a lot. There was probably a song that reminded me of it, or I'd done an Arnold Schwarzenegger voice. Writing is definitely an isolating thing. From an yeah. outside perspective, that's weird as well. It makes fun. us look really um, mental. But that is because of what it kind of said about art. Did I, I had fun in bits, there were fun bits. We, went and, we went and bought a value pack of straps. Oh my god, going. we did. There is a big lesson here to learn about storytelling. Hey guys, welcome back to the Art for Artists podcast, official podcast of digital and creative media works. My name is David DCM, creative director, lead writer, and I'm joined as always by my co-host Ben. I am very sweaty. It is the sweatiest day in Br- It is one. such a sweaty Brisbane. We so live we're, in. we're getting the, the summer we've always wanted. <sighs> <laughs> we, don't, we don't have aircon in here and it's just a sweaty, mm. sweaty time. Speaking of which, Merry Christmas! Yeah, well, uh, no. Good segue. Not really, because this will go up in like, end of January. Shit. Yeah. Merry... Merry, Merry holiday, ago. something, I don't know. Uh, but look, Ben, this week we're talking about the storytelling of Doctor Who, The Return of Mysterio, which was the Christmas special. Merry Christmas! Okay. So I picked this because I have always watched Doctor Who's, like, that was something that I kind of grew up with. And, and then- because it came out two days ago. And yeah, this came out recently, and like, yeah, that's fine. It's too late now. (laughs) Um, And so, all right. So I want to say a few words before we get into it. Sure. Uh, Peter Capaldi's entire run as the Doctor has been pretty much complete crap. Oh, really? Yeah, Stephen Moffat just lost his... I haven't seen any uh, Doctor Who. I I haven't watched it. So basically, Um... the lead writer, Stephen Moffat, lost his fucking mind after about season six. Right. And all of it after that's just been this hot fucking mess. Yeah. And it's become more and more targeted toward an American audience as they become being British. Yeah, as they become more and more popular in America, their right. target has shifted. So it's become much more I don't want to say lowbrow because that's not right, but it's become much more like Hollywood. Standardized. Eh, not even that, but it's more about like the getting into catchphrases and like getting into th- Yeah, I know. Like it's that. it's a lot about like every fucking episode that he writes now has the phrase Doctor Who, and then Peter Capaldi's like, yeah, exactly. You're you know, like, like get it? some fucking, there's always a line yeah. about that. Um, and it's become much more about the idea of the sh- It's become about, the show's become about the idea of the show instead of about telling a good episode. Or yeah, good- so they're just like, oh, look, a Doctor Who episode, wouldn't that be cool? So You're it's like, a, have, yeah. a do- have a Doctor Who TM episode. <laughs> so what they, yeah, exactly. So what they did for the Christmas special is they were like, what if we did a satire of uh, Superman comics? But instead of making it a good satire, we just copied it and then did it badly. Yeah, well, that was the thing. Like, it started off and, like, the f- it was weird because even the uh, the first shot of the film where it's, like, it zooms into the city and it, like, pans up from the, like, there's, like, a sewer grate that's, like, sm- it's, like, some dude beneath it's just, like, chugging a fog machine or something. And it's, like, and there's, like, like, a taxi drives over it and then it, like, pans up. My th- first thought was, like, Wow. This looks like a Marvel film. <laughs> I had no idea what the what the episode was about, but it just started off, and I was like, "Huh, this is very um." Well, I mean, the film did start off with a comic book panel, I guess. <sighs> it- which at first I was like, "Oh, I was like, are we doing a comic book?" But film? like, and then it did the the shot. I was like, "This looks like a Marvel film." But if you're gonna copy a fucking comic book, don't. Talk about the comic book in the thing that you're... That was the weirdest thing. Like, don't bring up Superman if you're doing a Superman story. Well, it was even better. Don't bring up Superman and then immediately swap over to Spider-Man. You're like, who did you pay? Did you just pay both of them? Did you pay no one? Like... Could... 
what happened? Yeah. Like, it was so weird. And, like, I get it. Okay, so from... If you haven't seen it, which... You know what? Good, don't. Um, <laughs> the, the basic premise is that the some... And this... Okay, this is another thing that fucking shits me about Moffat as a writer. Is instead of being like, oh, what's a cool way to tell a superhero story in this universe, right? Instead yeah. of that, he'll invent a fucking thing that's... A, it's a, a ring of the... It's a rock so you like put in your the, body. So, like, the crystal thing. And so, instead of what... Um, Russell T. Davies did really well. He was the previous lead writer. Right. Is what he would do is he would find an interesting He'd find a way to premise. Put it in. Yeah. But like it, the, it was about like okay, what kind of interesting thing will challenge the Doctor and what what will it bring out in him that we haven't seen and what will it challenge him to do? Right. Yeah. That was the way that he wrote stories. So to be like okay, what would happen if the Doctor arrived on a planet where the shadows could kill you and you had to stay in the light, but also uh, a wife from his future that he hasn't met yet is there. And is causing him the tr- trouble as well. Yeah. Really interesting premise. Creates a lot of tension, a lot of interesting conflict. And then they add in this really cool kind of Matrix world as well. It's this really cool idea, but it's not overdone. And that was actually Moffat's episode that he wrote. But, well, the two episodes of those, those he wrote. But what had happened was the lead writer, Russell T. Davies, kind of stood over his was, shoulder. Yeah. And was like, don't do that. Don't Just do that. Just telling him what don't to, do that. to do and not to do. Whereas now, Stephen Moffat is surrounded by a bunch of yes men. Who were like, well, yes, it's like all the, of your ideas are great. It's like what happened to the prequels. It yes, it's exactly George what happened Lucas to the with pre- yeah. Yes, man. And so now what you've got is you've got Peter Capaldi, who's an amazing actor, who yeah. should be playing this, like, cheerless, gruff, grumpy motherfucking doctor. Yeah, he, yeah that's but the weird thing. But instead they make him into this weird Matt Smith parody, where he yeah. tries to be Matt I, Smith's doctor. Cause it's, yeah, I never understood, like, when... Because I don't... I follow vaguely Doctor Who, but I don't really watch it. And when they went from... When they sort of revealed who the next Doctor was, I was like, man... This next season is going to be real boring. Like, my immediate reaction was just like, oh, it's just an old dude. Like, Mm. I I was like, that's kind of weird going from, like, you know, David Tennant, Matt Smith, old man. Yeah. Um, But, yeah, they really, they, I don't know, I think he he does a good job of the role he gets given, at least in this Christmas special. That's, yeah, that's the weird thing. Like, the the crystal, like, the whole, the thing that gives the kid the superpowers. Like, they're so, they're so tongue-in-cheek with, like, some parts of this episode but then other yeah. bits which should be just silly like the fact that he gave this kid superpowers and then just fucked off for 25 years yeah. they're just like oh no it's fully serious like we like they so they weird. don't really have a like there's no air of like ridiculousness to it because well, like uh, it's just ridiculous like you just kind of ruined a kid's life and you're like all right see you later have fun it, in puberty and like and like one of the coolest things about what they used to do with the show is like when that happened there would be like a serious consequence like, it would weigh upon the Doctor, because he'd be like, man, I'm real fucked up. Like, <laughs> he's like, a, a lot of the time, like, one of the biggest things is that he'll come into someone's life and do all these amazing things and then leave again, because that's what he does. Yeah. And it, like, really fucks people up when he does that, because they're like, how do I go back to normal life? Yeah. And that was a big treatment in, like, the sort of third and fourth seasons of the show, of the reboot of the show, it was like, okay, well, what kind of impact does he have? But Moffat has gotten so far of his own fucking asshole <laughs> that he's like, what if instead of an emotional impact, he gave them superpowers? And then... What if that was good? Well, I mean, the, even just even just mm. the storyline of the whole just dramatic irony up the ass. It was kind of just like I don't know. The you can do that well, but the problem is you can't do it well, and ha- you, you can't have you can't have it both ways. You can't have it be dramatic irony and then end it in a way that isn't dramatic or ironic. Yeah, and it just just end it. You're just like, oh, okay. And it was a thing that didn't challenge anyone because we knew that he would catch it because yeah, there's no reason for him not to. Yeah, there's like, it's all going to be fine. And Unless, I think. Oh, just, like, 
yeah, it bothers me because they were like, put the da- here's here's what here's the problem from us like, oh, all I'm gonna do is whinge, but I'm, I'm trying to be constructive. So the really cool thing about Superman and his biggest weakness is his humanity, right? Yeah. It's not kryptonite. It's not any fucking other thing. It's the fact that he wants to save everybody, but he can't. Yeah. Right? And it's the fact that he's a human who sometimes wants to go to work and drink a coffee and have a relationship instead of save everyone all the time. Yeah. And he he wants to do the most good for the most people. But, but, this, but, he's, but this, dude, this dude, he does everything. He saves everyone and is a nanny and gets the girl and saves the day and doesn't kill anyone. It's like, what was, like his, what was his weakness? Yeah, like what? Yeah, exactly. He had... His weakness was he was just in a bit of a pickle because he was... Because he was like... They, that's just, I mean, the moment, the moment he's like, oh no, we're about to be in a bit more trouble, and then she walks in, I was just like, oh god, we're doing this storyline. Like, I thought it was going to be, like, an interesting sort of, like, two-sided plot where, like, You'd the doctor so. is trying to, like, solve the crime, but he's, like, interfering because he's that's, a superhero. That's what I thought it would be. You I know, thought it was going to be like that, but no, it just turned into this weird love triangle straight line I assume there'd be some, thing. kind of, maybe some antagonism where, like, maybe the... The doctor's trying to achieve something, uh, or may- or maybe the girl that that the superhero is in love with is maybe doing some bad stuff, and he's trying to stop her. And the superhero is like, "No, what are you doing? Like, that's this girl that I'm in love with." Like, they could have done some super interesting stuff with it. I guess, like, you know, it's, okay. What it's was the, the point Christmas of- special? It's meant to be funny, but like, no, it's not. There was one. No, it's not. There it's was not- one. There was one. Uh, last year's was fucking shit house. <laughs> but the years before, not the year before that. So the, the only so that. I've seen like three episodes of Doctor Who. I've seen this one. Yep. I've seen the original fucking gas mask episode. Oh fuck, that's um, good. The the you, sort of season you my one, mommy? one. Yeah, I saw oh, that one. Fuck, that's good. Which fucked me up. Uh, and I've <laughs> seen good. the parody one with Rowan Atkinson. Right. The- <laughs> So oh, those are the three where okay. yeah, where it's him and the, mm. the evil guy, and they communicate with farts. Mm, that's not um, good. <laughs> uh, what what I might do? And those are the three let's... episodes of Doctor Who I've seen. So like, <sighs> I've seen like one of the scariest episodes. You've seen one of the best. Yeah, I've seen this one of the stupidest. You've seen what it's become, and then you also and seen, I've seen yeah. yeah. So I'll say this: the best Christmas special that they've done in a while was. Um, Actually, the best one they've ever done is a, it's a David Tennant episode, uh, and it's called Time Lord Victorious, and it's, he's just lost all of his companions. They're either dead or they can't, he can't see them anymore. Right. He's in this, like, real fucking dark place, and he goes to, oh, wait, no, it's Waters and Mars, I think is what it's called. Yeah, it's called yeah, Waters, it's called and, Waters Mars. and Mars. And it's one of the best episodes, because he just- a slight amount of research. He just fucking loses it. <laughs> like, he just loses his goddamn mind. He's like, I can change time, I can do all these things, it'll be fine. <laughs> I'm a fucking Time Lord. Time will bend to me. I'm going to do this because I'm sick of being fucking ruled by these rules that I've invented. I'm not fucking... I'm going to fucking do whatever I want. Yeah. And so he changes history and he brings this woman back who is supposed to die, who martyrs herself and starts, like, space exploration on a large scale. Sure. But he's like, no, I'm going to fucking save her because sometimes you can't save everyone. Yeah. And so he's like, great, I did it. And then she goes inside (laughs) and I think she kills herself. Oh, that's good. And then, he, well, yeah, so, well, because they're having an argument, so he lets her out of the TARDIS, and she's like, I was supposed to die, I know I was, you told me I was supposed to die, how can I live? Like, that doesn't make sense, and he's like, no, it's fine, I'm fucking Time Lord Victorious, yeah. I'm the one that makes the fucking rules, I'm the one, and she's like, whatever, like, you fucking lost it, you need to, you need to just, you've, you've gone insane. Yeah. And he's like, fucking whatever, and so he's going back to his TARDIS, and she goes inside and kills herself. <laughs> and that's the god. end of the episode. Oh my god. Fucking powerful shit, Right. right. Really good story, really well told, scary, fun, there's funny bits in it, 
but it has a really interesting implication. Yeah. This one is kind of the exact opposite of all of those. It's not scary at all. There's no real implication. It's just silly. It's not funny. I thought it was meant to be funny. Like, I was going in, I was like, oh, I got, like, it's the special. It's meant to just be a bit silly. I chuckled twice. I mean, like, my favorite scene was just when they're on the TARDIS and him and the the guy from Little Britain are just, like, yelling commands back at each other and they're taking a sip of tea after every line they say. Well, that was funny. See, he was very funny. Yeah. He was actually an android from a previous episode. He was actually an android from one of the worst episodes of the show. He wasn't he just a um, head? Uh, no, you're thinking of Dorian. Uh, oh yeah, he was a head. He was a head on a uh, giant robot body. Yeah. Like a massive, like, red... The, the Wikipedia page for his character was like, you know, he's he has two appearances in the 2015 Christmas special where he's just a head. The introduction to his, to one and this one in the, the Wikipedia article is like, is like, the doctor has reassembled him somehow. <laughs> Like, literally, the Wikipedia article is just like, yeah, he puts him back together somehow. And that was, you know what, that was his, that was probably Moffat's answer in that briefing. Yeah. When the writers, the writing room was like, like, okay, how how do you put him back together? He went, doesn't matter. (laughs) They were like, okay, well, where does this gemstone come from? Doesn't matter. There's four of them. It doesn't matter. (laughs) Like, there is just so many. It's literally, like, one of the most powerful things ever, and the kid just swallows it. Why are there, I mean, there's so many, I just, it. Okay, I'm trying not to be too mad, but like the reason I wanted to do this episode is that I think it really demonstrates the thing, the things that I love about Doctor Who, and the reason that I don't like the show anymore. Because a lot of people are like, "Oh, but it's now it's it's for a different audience now, and it's just, it's like this thing that's you know." And I'm like, you know, I, I acknowledge that. I get that their their their, their target is shifting, yeah. and who they're trying to hit, but you can't have it both ways. What you're trying to do now is you're trying to make this show that's like explosive and appeals to this American action audience for some yeah. reason. Instead of what it was, which was like a space soap opera. Yeah. And like one of the best space soap, soap operas. space opera. With like this incredibly sad, you know, character who who pretends to be fun and have all this fun, but he's actually like this fucking depressed, like God character who's like, it's like, it's like, it's like a wounded healer. Yeah. That was his archetype. That was his character archetype. What they've done now is they've been like, what if we just... What if we just made him silly all the time? I think the, the, like, one, like, sort of one thing I noticed, kind of, like, halfway through, is that it's set in, like, New York, which is just, like, the sort of quintessential U.S. city. Like, it's New York. Not, not once did I notice, like, a difference between the meant-to-be-British accent of yep. the Doctor and all of his companions. Well, the Doctor's Scottish in this. Mm, you know what I mean. He uses his actual and accent. like yeah. the meant to be American accents of. You mean the British people doing American accents? Yeah, it was this yeah. weird thing where like the the American actors were like coming up to the British accent, and the British actors were going down or going towards the yeah. American accent. They were just kind of meeting in the middle where no one sounded any different. Everyone just had this vague, half British, half odd. American. Yeah. It was like. You know, I get, you know, you're trying to make it, you're just telling a story in New York, but, you know, they have all these, like, weird references to the fact that, oh, look, we're so British, we're drinking tea. And then you have the other side of, like, you're in New York. You, like, they had so many opportunities to play off that whole dynamic. Well, that was what and they, they used, just kind of did That was it. what they used to do. There was a great episode. Oh, this should be talking about good dog new episodes, <laughs> but there was a really good episode uh, a while ago where it was um, the evolution of the Daleks, and it's set in... New York, when they're building the Empire State Building. Right. So it's like ages, you know, it's, it's a while ago. It's yeah. During, yeah. It's a great time period. And a lot of the conflict comes from the fact that they know he's British. So they just And he can't do a convincing shit. American accent. Right. So they're yeah. like, you're clearly not from around here. And he's like, 
I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> That's real good. I like really interesting. And the way they treat him is interesting because they don't like British people. But this, sure. uh, one of the cool things about Peter Capaldi is he's playing a guy with a Scottish accent. He has a real Scottish accent in real life. Sure. But one of the best parts about him as a doctor and one of the things that they fucking keep wasting is that he's Scottish. And Scottish people have like a real cool way of being angry. Like, they just get real quiet. <laughs> like, it's real scary, but yeah. they don't use it because he's, like, they try and make him too Matt Smithy. Yeah. So in this one, the villain's plot is... Oh, God, it's not even that memorable. What so was the, the villain's, villain's plot? the villain's plot is to, like, attack, this, attack all of the major cities with, like, a nuke. Yeah. And all of their headquarters have been built to, like, withstand, like, four and so atomic they will, detonations. They will... So then all of the world leaders will go... They'll be like, oh, come to our... And then you, they replace them and then with they replace their, their weird their face repeat yeah. Which is, by the way, the plot of a previous Doctor Who episode called... Which is about the Slovene, who are a better alien race and a better episode also, with a better world doctor. leaders won't go to a fucking a corporation's building. building. They'll yeah. go to parliament. their bomb shelters. Or the, and, and the bomb shelters in parliament, which is yeah. what happens in that original episode, yeah. which is much better. Like, they'll go to their own I bomb shelters that can withstand for... Just, like, it... you, you misunderstand, like, how protective people are of their leaders. Like, your plan has one major flaw, and that's... The People lack of... are quite like arrogant, <laughs> that, and that well, the, the major flaw is that the writers didn't do enough research. Well, it's less, you don't even like they were just like, yeah, the plan is is that we'll just like bomb the city and then we'll just open our doors and they'll be running in, and you're like, no, they won't. And I get that it's like... supposed to be a comic book thing, like that's maybe something Lex Luthor would do, but he would do it smarter and better. Yeah, you know, he like, would like it... force. He would like have Lex Luthor's plan would be he would get a contract with the government to build their bunkers and then when they go to those yes. bunkers he would have like a secret entrance and then do his that's thing. That's a better fucking episode that you've just pitched. Like that's, if, if, yeah. If, if this weird creepy, and also by the way the face pulley thing, not scary. No, it's seen it like a dumb. million times. Why did he have a gun in his head? Why, if he's just like, like just use a holster dude. He's, oh god, it's I mean, just stupid. It just looked like, it just looked really dumb. It looked dumb and it didn't, also like Moffat has so few ideas at this point that like he just... So here's what's scary in the... Also, where does the brain go? Like, if they remove the brain, but then they're the able brain, to just... The brains went in a jar. We saw the brains yeah, in yeah, a jar. Yeah, yeah, but the brain they put in, where does that go? I don't know, like in the boot or something? <laughs> I don't fucking know. In, in the, the ass? I don't know. Booty. Like, again. Again, because the heads just open Simple up. Simple questions and like, that you ask the in the writer's room. Because the brains have eyes. Yes. So it implies that it's in Is the it head. in the head with the eyes? Uh, I don't, I just it's don't know. It's basic... That's basic stuff that you ask in a meeting. Yeah. When you're pitching an episode. When, when a script treatment is done, there's a fucking process that exists for a reason. Like, but the problem is, he doesn't give a fuck anymore. Like, whatever. Just make put explosions in. Have the guy catch a plane. Because that was in that Superman movie that one time. The worst Superman movie. Superman, Superman Returns. Superman 3? No, Superman Returns. Wasn't he... that Superman 3? Nah. Was it Superman? Superman 2? No. Or Superman 2, Superman Returns? Su no, Superman Returns is the, is the one where he doesn't even throw a punch. Oh, that's good. That's like the one after. Is that this. one where he turns back time, or is that Superman? No, that's Superman two or three. I don't, I don't fucking. I, don't so I fucking know. Superman yeah. Returns is the one with the uh, uh, Lex Luthor, who's all about land deals. What's the one? That's with... his master plot. It's the one with no. That's Batman. I was thinking Mister Freeze. That's Batman. That's Batman. Yep. I don't know what Arnold Schwarzenegger. You're thinking Batman Forever. No. Oh, the best. Ba one. You're thinking Batman and Robin. Batman and Robin. Um, no, look. Point being, um, it what they tried to do is a satire of, and it, this, you know what? It's the right time. 
See, big superheroes are big. Oh, yeah. Like, it's, it's the right time. Also, the DC, DC fucking shithouse movies. Yeah. So, right time to do a parody. And yeah. also, kind of right ballpark. Take, like, you know, this guy who's just like a normal guy, but actually have him be able to do all the things that superheroes seem to struggle with. Yeah. That's actually okay. Yeah, I'm fine did, with they that. They didn't go, like, the. Like the epic movie parody film no. way, where they just make him goofy and make him like it shit was, his pants and it was fun, and he was just basically Clark Kent, except he's a babysitter, which is kind of fun. I and thought I, I thought the babysitter thing was funny. Like, and it, I, yeah, it was a fun I dynamic. That was really clever. But what bothered me is that they they were so obsessed with um getting line like getting punchlines in that nothing was funny. Yeah, there were so many just moments where like. They would say something and, like, set something up, and you're like, oh, they're gonna do it, aren't they? And then they would do it, and you'd be like, hmm. You know what's better in a, in a fucking, in a really good <sighs> satire? the ending was like, oh, they're gonna do it, aren't they? They haven't said Doctor Who yet. They're gonna, they're gonna do that. Yeah. Oh, there she goes. What's his name? Doctor Who? Goddamn shit. He's like, and then he's like, he ruins the film by going, his name is Doctor Mysterium. Mysterium, and you're like, like shut, shut up. up. <laughs> what's worse? What's worse is they've done, <laughs> there's a scene in, so Moffat does this scene as much as he can, because it's I think it's the only scene he knows how to write, which is where someone is in danger, a couple who are in love are in danger, and they've just got they've just made up or they've just got together, and they're about to kiss or hug, and the doctor is like, less kissing and hugging, more running, or like what like it's that Make moment. Make sure on you're done, you throw that into the sun. That moment happens every fucking third episode. Really? Because <laughs> the doctor now is like, I'm a socially awkward guy. Whereas at least with David Tennant, he was snogging people left, right, and center. Yeah. And he was like Less snogging, more running. But then he would snog and then run. But now it's like well, that was because Peter was Capaldi's like, weird and goofy. He's like, a kiss later. He's also run old. now. Well, that was like the joke where he fucking like, Christ, where he was like, "Thank Ugh. you," and he was like, "Why did you? What did you do?" And he's like, "I thank the universe." It's like, why? It's like there's someone worse than me, and I was just like, "What?" <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I guess that's like a running thing in the show. But I was like, it was so awkward. One thing I did hate at the start of the film was the fucking kid actor because it was I don't know whether it was the way they filmed it or the fact that the kid actor just sucked. But maybe both. <laughs> yeah, no, all of it. At the start I was like, man, are like all of the Doctor Who episodes just filled with horrible line delivery? Yeah. Because the first bit of the yeah, because the first bit where it was the kid and, <laughs> and like and what's his name? The Doctor. It was like it sounded as if they had recorded all of the doctor's lines in like one take, you know, yeah. they like, they, all of his was just response to whatever the kid said, but Talented then actor who's been in TV yeah. for like 30 years, but then the kid, they would like take his lines like six times each and just take the good one and splice it in. Well, to be honest, it felt like they just took the last one and they were like, that's probably the best. Yeah. And it was a kind of thing where like all of the doctor's lines were like sort of one, just like one take or whatever. Yeah. But he was, res- he would be responding to different, stimulus it was odd so it just felt horrible and i was like man this is like some fucking amateur hour shit Weird right here awkward. yeah which is weird because they have so much funding now yeah it's like but they, they spend it in the wrong place yeah and like the kid actor they had was just man <laughs> and it's, it's like, like i can i can excuse like shitty cgi because it's doc it's doctor who but they don't have but that's that's the thing is that they don't have that because they have funding now like the cgi is always well, it has been in the past. Well, actually, season six in particular. The CGI is awesome on that show when they do a really good mix of practical and CGI. Yeah. But Moffat is so obsessed with these stupid ideas he has. He's like, everything must be CGI. Yeah. And it's this weird fucking prequels business where it's... I mean, there were, like, some elements of this were practical. There was, like, one, like, one of the weird zipper heads 
one of those shots I think was practical. Yeah. Um, well, I'm sure some of it was. And like a lot of the action is fairly practical. But don't do shit like have a guy tap on a glass window and have it explode. Just have him punch through it. Or yeah. fly into it. Or anything else except that weird tap and then a weird cut because you couldn't afford to have yeah. the CGI of him floating and it breaking at the it, same time. Yeah. Don't do that. You've done, they've done harder special <laughs> effects stuff with less money before. And they keep fucking it up. And I do not understand how they went from a show that is like fucking iconic and well told and so well put together. And Moffat had such good control. He had such good fucking locus of control with his scripts in the early days when he was running the show. Now it's just this fucking shit show. And I don't know if it's because he's popular <laughs> or what happened, uh. but he's just lost his fucking mind. And he's like, I mean, there's a shot in there. There's literally a fucking shot in this episode. Where my dad turned to me and he went, what just happened? And I was like, what do you mean? He's like, I don't understand the way that that shot was framed. So we rewound it. And it was the shot where um, the ghost, he breaks into the window and he comes up to the guy and she's like, he's real? And it's like, what's real? That's the ghost. And then he comes up and he grabs the guy and he mumbles a line and then throws him against the wall. And then turns around and then turns back around and then turns around and delivers another line. Because the way they cut it, it looked like he turned oh. around three times. Ugh. And so I rewound it and I, it, Dad was like, what did he say? And I'm like, I don't, I don't know. I so I played it know. again and I was like, is it what? Oh, yeah. Okay. It's but his line was, it's against my personal code. Oh, that yeah. line! Yeah. No, it, that, that <laughs> fucked me up And I was so like, much. what are you doing? Because it's such a long-winded line and because the joke is, he's like, yeah, it's like, it's against my personal code to kill people. And then he throws them against the wall, but he's like, but I'll make concessions for... It's yeah. like, but I don't mind. And, like, the the wording was like... No, it's... It's it was like, I don't mind minor to moderate physical harm. And you're like, you can just... You can just not. You can just be like, but for you, I'll make an exception. Like, that's funny. Just be like, it's against my code to hurt people, but for you, I'll make an exception. Boom. Fucking hire me that's, as the writer. That's like, like some... Like, that's like some diehard shit. Yeah. Like, that's real good. Yeah, but, like, they... Yeah, that, that line, oh, I was like, man, that's... Boy. I mean, that's... that was that was the first big... Well, no, actually, that's not true. There were more, many red flags before that. But that, for me, I was like, oh, it's just a classic. Well, I think the bad. problem with that is that it's the kind of line where if we had already known that he was, like, sort of a bit of a bumbling idiot, then that line would have been funnier, because you'd be like, if oh, yeah. If he wasn't a great superhero, and he was like, yeah. um, here for justice. Like, that, that line was... Because that line sets up... It kind of almost sets up the bit later on where he's just, like, where he's where he saves the people in the burning building, and he's like, this is why you should have smoke alarms. And you're like, oh, what a fucking dip. Yeah, and you're like... like what a well, I don't mind that, because that's like... It's well, not fun. It's kind of nerdy. He's not yeah. real good at it. Yeah. But it's the kind of thing where it's just like, they start him off, like, real dumb straight away, and you're like, but he looks... You know, he has that air about him where he looks cool, but he just acts like a, like a fucking dip. And he was raised on comic books, so he should know how to be a good comic book hero. Yeah. Like, he should be, like, the better version of Superman and Batman was combined. Just a bad, he was like a bad kick-ass, basically. <laughs> Yeah, like they were going for that. I like, I just it's 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 so. It was a bad kickass who had like a really good outfit, just inexplicably. But like, I didn't think it was like I thought the mask was fucking dumb. I thought all of it was stupid. It was like a but bad it was Phantom like, of the Opera. Rip it was off. like the kind of thing where it's like it looked super high end and like flashy, the kind of thing that you don't expect like the good superheroes to have at the start. Like it was like Iron Man's like third suit as opposed to like the yeah. first Iron Man suit yes, kind correct. of thing. But it would have been, uh, I mean, this is, this, okay, th this is where that's like a real thematic problem because he yeah. should have a shitty that's suit. That's a real, yeah. Because he's not a good hero. Cause he's shitty, Because yeah. he's a kind of goof or whatever. Yeah. But instead they were like, 
Oh, we're, we're going to make him a, a goof and we're also going to make him perfect. Yeah. We're going to spend as much money as we can on the costume design for this. Yeah. And make it as shiny and amazing as we can, which will not at all fit make the it, episode. Make it iconic. But, like, <laughs> what I don't get is how you go for, like, because Moffat has a good episode that he did uh, at the start of season seven. No, season nine. I don't know what we're up to. I think this is season <laughs> ten. This was the start of season ten. Yeah, so yeah. at the start of season nine, no, season eight, which is Peter Capaldi's first season, um... His first episode, he comes across these clockwork men that have been, like, stitched together from, like... They have, like, the skin of multiple people that make them into, like, the person they are. So they're kind of, like, weird and gross. Yeah. And they, it's really... It's a really cool aesthetic, and it makes sense with the story, and it's really well done. And it's set in Victorian England, and it's fucking awesome. That's cool. It's such a good episode. Yeah. Fuck, I love that episode. But, <laughs> and the reason is because the thematic stuff and the costumes, and it all works together. It's all this amazing package. Yeah. What they did with this one is they were, like... Oh, we have a big budget because it's a Christmas special. Spend Let's spend every penny on the, on the costume and on the CGI instead of. Let's spend it on script revision and spending yeah. time with the story and dialogue revision. Yeah, I think. Get, yeah, I think the problem is they went like they went too ham on the superhero aesthetic, but no. only in one place. Yeah, only in the costume, only in him. Yeah, but they didn't. They didn't really touch on it on like anything else except like the really obvious like supervillain place with the fucking spinning globe on the top of it but even at the start that of but even that like that there was, there was that's like, just the fucking daily planet yeah and you get one shot of it for you know, the like, entire film cool. like they spent all of their money their cgi budget money on just that one shot of that building i, d- I don't get like why would you do and that and also when you do that but then you're like it's not the daily planet you're like don't do that like don't bring up because when you show like when you show something when you've already like been like you know you know superman exists in this universe as a comic book don't then show something super iconic to in both. The real world. Well, sort of mainly Spider-Man actually, with the Daily Planet. Yeah, the Spider-Man. Daily Planet. Yeah. Don't show something that. But again, Spider-Man's on this. It's that. Don't, like show it's something that. On that the nose. Yeah, because I saw it and I was like, oh, that's going to be like the reporter's place. Because I just. But but why then did... it's like the villain's place, and I was like, Ugh, it just you're just it's... like creating mixed messages for an audience of. For an audience that you've already told, we're going to make a superhero. Well, parody. yeah, and so you're taking these, these, you're taking iconography, you're taking that, these references and using them wrong. <laughs> it's but just, well, you're ugh. throwing you're throwing iconography at people that they associate with certain things, but they're not they're not meant to mean that. And so it's like, well, why are you surprised when your audience doesn't know what the fuck is going on? Yeah. Oh, I just it it it's infuriating because there is so much good stuff in the show still. Like there's good stuff, Peter Capaldi. Does his best, and he's underutilized. <laughs> and every now and then he'll have the fucking episode where he just kicks it out of the park. Yeah, and like he's so weird. I don't know. He's weird, but not in a good way. Right. Matt Smith was weird in the best way. Like he was like this kid. He just yeah. Person who was role. like real goofy, but he had this really cool like dark side to him. I think part of it was, was very convincing. He was the first one to do it like super goofy, kind of. Well, his but well, kind of because David Tennant was awesome because he was kind of this gangly runabout like, hard and fast, kind of crazy guy. And then Matt Smith was this kind of gangly, awkward... Goofy. Giraffe person. Yeah. But that was kind of... That was sort of... It felt very affected a lot of the time, because he was actually quite... Because obviously David Tennant's run ends fucking miserably. So he's in a very bad place. So his kind of affectation of being this kind of goofy, like, kid... You can tell it's an affectation when he gets very serious and he gets into that kind of dark place. Yeah. And he does an awesome job of acting that. Whereas Peter Capaldi... It's definitely an affectation, but you can tell it's Peter Capaldi doing a- doing an affectation, not the character. So, like, I just I'm kind of like, well, when you have him be serious and angry, because like he's got a good a good face for being angry. Like he's a scary oh, yeah, dude. He's, he's, yeah. Like if you imagine him like genuinely he's a, angry, he's a few other things. 
He's in, he's the in a few like crime dramas and yeah. stuff. Yeah. He's really good. He's really good in those roles. And like if you took that idea of him as this kind of intimidating kind of Scottish doctor who's very like dark and broody, like that would be really cool because you'd have this very serious character and when he cracked a joke, the companions would be like, what the fuck was yeah. that? <laughs> yeah. Like it'd be quite fun. Yeah. Whereas what they, I don't know, they just kind of have lost their, I, they just lost their way a bit. And I wanted this to, I wanted this to be good so bad. This is like the Batman problem. Where I wanted it to be good with every fiber of my being, <laughs> but it was just fucking hot shit. Yeah. And I'm so disappointed. Cause I just want it to be good, Ben. You just, you just <laughs> I wanted it to be good so bad. I mean, it's the kind of thing where, like, I, you know, it ended and I was like, yeah, it's, it was all right. But again, I don't have that kind of, like, emotional baggage oh, along with me of it's just, wanting. It's tough. Wanting Doctor Who to be oh, good again. It's real tough to live through. Make Doctor um, Who good again. Make Doctor Who great again. Yeah. yeah. Oh, fuck. Just fire Moffat, get someone new. Yeah. Um, Get Neil Gaiman. He doesn't have enough time, but fuck if... Because he, he, he did a few episodes. Neil right. Gaiman, the famous author, who you don't know. But, no. Um, famous author. I everyone else who listens to this probably is. Sure. He's quite big. Um, he did a few of like the best episodes of the show. Yeah. And they wanted to get him on as a lead writer, but he's sort of busy. <laughs> he's like, nah. Stuff. And he was like, nah, busy. And you're like, mm, but, like, give him more money then. <laughs> yeah, right? Fuck. You have so Pay much budget. Oh, it's infuriating. Yeah. Stephen Moffat should only write Sherlock. That should be the only thing he's allowed to do. Does he do Sherlock as well? Yeah, that's the thing he writes. That's yeah. his main thing. Um, hmm. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> yes. Right. No, look, I, I'm done winching. <laughs> um, look, this episode is brought to you by uh, DigitalOcean. Um, they are a great service. We use them to host our podcast. Um, Sponsorships. Yeah, they're super easy to use. Um, you can set up a server in like two minutes, I think is the time they say. So if you want to get $10 of credit with them, it's dcm.works slash ocean. Where, where can people find us, Ben? Uh oh twitter that was like a uh you sounded like you kind of been punched in the cell phone so like, <laughs> twitter twitter yeah uh facebook facebook uh youtube youtube patreon patreon uh, all the good places uh redbubble.com forward slash people we, forward slash dcm works there is now an official art for artist t-shirt I think. oh really yeah it's wow. the logo it's cool um the with the words. With the words? Yeah. Right. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yep. That's a good way to end. Look, I've been... Uh, I, nope. I'm at DCM My Hit Pie. I'm at Literal Citrus. I almost fucked that up. See you guys next week. Yeah, it was probably a song that reminded me of it. Or I'd done an Arnold Schwarzenegger voice. Writing is definitely an isolating thing. From an yeah. outside perspective, that's weird it as It makes fun. us look really um, mental. But that is because of what it kind of said about art. I did. I, I had fun in bits. There were fun bits. We, went and, we went and bought a value pack of straps. Oh my god, we did. There is a big lesson here to learn about storytelling. <laughs>